0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. My name is Noam Dorman. I'm the owner of the Comedy Cellar. I'm here, as always, with my pal, Mr. Dan Natterman. Hello, Daniel. How do you do, Noam? We have a jam-packed show today. I hope you're excited, as I
1: am. (laughs) We have Mr. Todd Barry with us now. And and how do you do, Todd? I'm all right. How are you? And also, Jim Brewer will be joining us a little bit later in the program. So you talk about a one-two punch. Yeah, that's a... By the way, uh, Jim is, uh, I believe, a Christian, so if you have anything dirty you want to talk about...
2: Get it out of the way now. Get it out of
1: your system. I don't know that you do, but uh, but now's the time. Okay. You're going to introduce Todd? Oh, I thought you were going to introduce Todd, but he needs no introduction. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone knows him. But uh, his most recent one-hour special, Spicy Honey, is available on Netflix, mm-hmm. and he's, of course, been on numerous shows like uh, The Late Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Flight of the Concord, Chappelle's Show... I would add to that, Dr. Katz, for those uh, fans from the
3: early years. And the
0: wrestler is in the
1: wrestler. Yeah,
3: that's my big one, right? And now, he can be wrestler.
1: seen regularly here at the Comedy Cellar. He's also got a book out called "Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg."
3: What's Hattiesburg? It's a, uh, it's a city in Mississippi. So
0: what? what, what, what go ahead. It's,
3: it's a book about. Um, I did a tour of like smaller market cities and just. Uh, I titled it that because that's when you go to those cities, they they thank you for coming there because not everyone goes there. So, so how was that? It was good. I I mean, I got my I got my little fan base all over the world. So they loved you in Hattiesburg of all they places. Did, yeah, it's not it's not what you might think it is.
0: Well, well, I mean, if you if you write if you write a whole memoir about it, I it's presi- not
3: just the oh, this was a whole tour. It wasn't oh. all about Mississippi.
0: Right, but you did you did a memoir about doing small towns. Uh, small-ish towns, small-ish ish towns. Small-ish towns. So, so you must have some insight into smallish town people. I'm, re- I'm reading Hillbilly Elegy now. That's why I'm... I'm uh-huh. I don't, you know you know that book? I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, Doug Davidoff uh, likes to carry it around, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> He's read the first and the last pages of it. Just... <laughs> um, but uh, it's about uh, small town... Uh, like Hillbilly America but from Kentucky, and apparently they, they traveled up to Ohio, uh-huh. and I'm um, talking about that, that's, that culture. And I'm wondering if you have any insight. Well, these
3: into... aren't... Uh, I mean, the, the people I play for are not hillbillies. They're just... They're just, like, probably mainly progressive people who happen to live in Mississippi or Alabama. Are they miserable there? No. I mean, they're uh, not when I come to town. Do <laughs> to so the they sef- have
0: comedy clubs in, in small towns in Mississippi and stuff? Well, not
3: necessarily in Hattiesburg. I kind of do, like, music venues. and. Um...
2: Are there really progressive people in, like, Alabama? Oh, we didn't yes. introduce
3: Pariel, our producer. I'm sorry. Five. Pariel Asherberg. Yeah, and that's kind of what sort of, if there's any seriousness to my book, it was prove that point. Well,
0: well, not we, that it's...
3: I not. I don't even do political material, and I'm sure I make right-wingers laugh all the time, but... Um, made me laugh. I, yeah, I, exactly. I, have, <laughs> I,
1: I have, must no. confess, I didn't read the book because I just found out it existed
3: whilst, oh whilst doing research for I you as a guest. I would have brought a but comp copy for is, you. it is
1: Is it mostly... What can I look forward to when I do read the book? Is it a lot of, say, uh, salacious stories about... Uh, nah,
3: it's kind of... Uh, groupies? Uh, no, some people really like it Uh, some people probably think it's repetitive because it is but uh, (laughs) it's a lot of like uh, just what I did when I got to town it's not it's not as profound as I may have set it up it's a, it's how, a bad how, book. A how, the, how are the sales?
1: <laughs> how are the sales? A lot of comics have how books How are the these sales?
3: Days. That's three questions in. Is how are the sales? Um, I don't know. It's not. It's not. Uh,
2: I mean, publishing a book's a pretty I know. Big, big deal. Yeah, I
3: mean it was Simon and Schuster or an imprint of them. So. How many pages is it? It's over about 200. Because but no, it's no. short little chapters for even.
2: But like sitting down and writing a book is no joke.
3: I know. I. I, I wish I had. Yeah. I wish I'd. I wish I had a chance to do it over again. Did they,
1: did they come to you uh, and say we want to we want to hear about Todd Barry's experiences, or did I'll you pitch you. them?
3: I'll tell you what happened is uh, there's a guy at Three Arts, which is my management company, who's a book guy. He does like Tina Fey and all of, and a lot of comedy books, and he wanted to meet with me because he is, liked my comedy. Is that Dave Becky? No, no, oh. it's a guy named uh, Richard Abate. He's a he's a book agent, and. Uh, and then he, I met with him, and he's like, have you ever thought of writing a book? And I said, I'd love to, but I don't have any ideas. And he said, well, I'm good at helping people come up with an idea. And then uh, we talked for about 45 minutes, and then he said, write up a few pages, and I did. And then, like, three weeks later, I had a so shockingly you, you, lucrative book deal.
1: So you got the money...
3: I'm not uh, going to tell you much, because uh, I know not, that's your I, next question.
1: No, it certainly <laughs> would not. I'm certainly more discreet than that, but you had the money before... <laughs> Before embarking on this, uh, what had to be a fairly rigorous uh, 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 endeavor, that is to say writing a book, yeah you had the cash no, in No, you hand.
2: get part of it yeah, you get part up, up front, and then you get the other but part. He, but he had, the, he had the contract.
1: He knew he was
3: going into... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Look,
2: nobody gets into writing books for um, the cash.
3: Except for comedians, actually.
2: Well,
1: uh, unless you're like Kim I, I'm Kardashian, not sure, I, I'm not sure that that's the case. Because would Todd have written the book without a contract in hand?
3: Um, I, I, ask I mean, you. I, that's a great. Probably not. I don't think I would have written the whole book on spec, but. Uh.
2: No, you don't. write But it's not like you're like I'm gonna write a book and become like extraordinarily wealthy well, from right. writing this well, book. Is right, what I'm but saying. Not
1: extraordinarily wealthy, but it's a, it's whatever income it was. It was. But
2: it's a lot of work, is what I'm saying, right? It like is a lot
3: of work. But you have like a year and a half to write a book.
0: Well, there's this horrible story about the guy who wrote *Confederacy of Dunces*. I forget his name. And uh, John, is it Kennedy or John? John Kennedy Tool. Is it? Yeah.
2: That's right. And, John uh, Kennedy And he submitted Tool. this
0: book that yeah, he wrote it because he, he, he it welled up inside him. I guess, like some people, some real artists, yeah. you know, they, it has to come out. And he he submitted it all over, all over, all over, and it was rejected everywhere. Yeah. And then he killed himself. And oh, then, then it published. was published, oh, wow. and it was the biggest yeah. hit uh, of its of its time. Yeah. So. Todd, no, Todd I, had exactly the opposite I experience. Said, <laughs> I got it published. Now I'm going to well, you know, I, me,
1: <laughs> me, me, Memoirs, I think, are often... You get deals up front for a memoir sometimes. But a novel, you, unless you're a big This star, wasn't a novel. This was no, a, no, I'm saying, but, it, but a novel... Your like The Confederacy, like Confederacy of Dunces, you would never uh, get up. I actually have a novel in my head, and I'm... I'm right. Write it up. Uh, I'm, you I'm, should write it. I'm thinking of going forward
0: and writing a novel. Is that sequel to Gone with the Wind you keep talking about?
1: <laughs> no, there have been enough sequels to Gone with the Wind, although uh, uh, perhaps that would be interesting. But, uh, but I do have a novel that I just, I just kind of crafted an idea. Recently, over the past month, I've been, I've been toying with an idea for a novel, uh, and uh, I think I've got it fairly well crafted in my head. Write it up. Well, uh, I just might. I just might. You should. Well, that's a lot of work, and uh, it is
2: a lot of work. I can attest. I can personally attest to that. But uh, let me ask so you guys a question. You
0: yeah. guys have been. Do- you guys have both been doing this for a long time. That's correct. You get up. You, you, look, you do your spots, whatever they say. How do you? How do you keep going? Is it? Is is it? Is it? Is it hard to keep going? Like I mean, when I was playing in a band all the time, I was like, oh fuck, I got to go do it again. It's like, uh, how, do you still enjoy? Todd, you still enjoy it as much as you ever did?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's times where you're like, you feel like. Do I ever get to do anything other than this? But you do have all day to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I still, yeah, I still like it a lot. And uh, but it's, sometimes it gets. If you just get bored with yourself, like if I get bored with if I don't write fast enough, then I might be a little bit. Uh, you
0: get bored doing the same material. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, it's fun, but
0: it's not. And it's, and how much of it is is at the same time. You love performing, but you also love the lifestyle where you don't have to get up. Yeah, no, you don't have to punch a nice. clock. You don't have to answer to anybody.
3: Right. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that, I try to remind myself. Yeah,
0: I, I love that uh, also.
3: <laughs> no, no. Uh, no what, so whenever do I. I think
0: about, you know, whatever, I'm saying, well, what's the alternative? Like, having to be, where, where, where were you Dwarming? You're five minutes late. I'm like, oh, right. shoot me in the head, you know?
3: Yeah, whenever I'm like on a train during rush hour and I'm like, wow, people do this every day. Yeah. It's an, well, regular listeners nightmare. to the show know they're I'm, miserable. Uh, regular yeah. listeners to the show know that
1: dirty little secret is I never really loved stand-up I always was this hoping, I found out recently I was, I was hoping to lead to something more uh, be it a uh, film TV um, other things and it never did and so here I am and uh, and but to, to answer your question yes uh, as much as I didn't love it Ten years ago, I love it less now, which is why I'm toying with this novel idea, because I want to do something... I want to express myself creatively in other ways. You can't which, really write a
0: book, Dan, can you? A novel? <laughs> yeah, like a plot, uh, protagonist. Well, no, Noam has made
1: sort of a cottage industry of underestimating me. He does it quite well, and he does it quite often. And the answer is, I don't know. But, but the, the, the notion that you think it's an utter
3: joke that I would even consider it. You should I, remember this conversation and then fucking show up here one uh, day and slam my book you, down. Yeah, here you are, But go. I think <laughs> No I might believe
1: that. But uh, but you see, because I comedy comedy to me, I don't feel like I'm getting enough creative muscle being exercised.
0: Is your book bu- is your book like a a, a comic uh, take on that? Is it dramatic? Are there sex scenes? There, there, are elements, there we go.
1: There are elements of all of those things that you've mentioned. Um,
0: Have you read the dram- Godfather? There's a good sex scene in the
1: Dramatic and comic. But my point is is that there comes a time, I think, in every comics life, Todd, correct me if I'm wrong, where you feel oh. like, all right, I've done comedy. I, I'm not going to say I've mastered it, but I'm pretty good at it. Well, there is that thing. Todd's
3: mastered it. But I, am, yeah,
1: you wanted, I am. And you want you. to flex your muscle. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. You want to flex your muscle yeah. in some other
3: way. No, I definitely, I, I couldn't, I like to take breaks from it. Not like breaks, but just find something, other project to do and...
2: You guys, it's the exact opposite for me because I've written two books. Oh, you have? Yeah, I have. I
3: apologize for not knowing that.
2: That's okay. I'll I'll bring you copies next time. And comedy and stand-up for me was always the thing that was so interesting and exciting. So you're, I guess the novels. No, my I've written two memoirs.
0: Oh, you know all right.
1: What no, the no, fuck
2: no, is no, that? No one no, no, does not but, put well, I I'll tell you what, I memoirs
1: think, on the same level of as a, as a novel and there no. might be some. You know what, king, I don't want to be-
2: hear a word until you read the books. It's just absurd. <laughs> you're not, like, you're not even allowed no. to say <laughs> anything until you read the book. Okay, but
0: this is what I want to say. I've said we talked about this. And this is this is actually quite an interesting um, conversation. I, I I never tire of it, which is that How cert- hard is stand up? That that certain talents uh, it's hard. Do seem to be higher order than other talents. Like, for instance, we're surrounded here by these beautiful drawings that Ava did. Now, you can't fake that. Right. And you probably can't learn it. You you could probably give me, uh, put a gun to my head and give me 10 years, and I would never be able to get close to that. Um, I could probably come up with five minutes.
3: Really? Of you think stand-up.
0: Oh,
1: I don't think I. I
2: don't. buy that. I,
1: I've often said, and I've said this in therapy when 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 I question my life choices. Wait, is,
0: can I, can you hold on. Let me finish
2: my last. Well, second. I would
1: prefer to finish my
0: sentence. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good. <laughs> if it's uh, if it's okay. Because I wasn't finished with my point. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: uh, I asked myself, how hard is it to become at least a reasonable stand-up? Uh, and can anybody with 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 um. You know, a reasonable IQ. Do it with no, enough time and enough, enough so. effort.
2: I don't think so. Wait, wait,
0: wait, I'm almost there. So, and the reason I say I could come up in five minutes because we all know. I'm sure he could. We all know point. comics who work here. Stupid, that are stupid. Who are, eh? You're like if you talk to them, like, and and they and they, and they muscle it out. And they, you know, they, they've come up with their their bits and their. Let's get rid of them. And 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 they. but Why they are they working? They because, because no, because they've they've managed. To do, to put together five or ten or fifteen minutes of funny stuff, but they, but you can't see. You couldn't do the equivalent in a beautiful drawing. But you maybe can't fake if that. you took
3: art, went to art school, and yeah, took yeah, drawing lessons, I maybe g- you would come close. I'm not I saying agree. you would. good yeah, agree. So. So. No, no, I agree
0: with Todd. What if you uh, took hold on, years of art? But a novel.
3: Arc-
2: yeah, this is
0: a high-level talent. Yeah. a plot. You have subplots. You have characters. Each character is written from its own psychology. They interact. Like that's when like. Woody Allen like you realize oh shit yeah he was a great stand up but who knew he could do that like
1: that's a he wasn't a novelist but but he was a screenwriter screenwriter. when you you read a good novel
0: um,
1: and I'm not a voracious reader of novels but I have a regular reader of novels when you read a good novel it's almost like a miracle like how the the hell did this person manage to craft three, four hundred pages, five
3: hundred pages yeah, because like, when they're on two, page 200, they have to remember what happened on page That's 30. True. Uh, I like mean,
2: a, writing a book, as I'm sure you well know, yes. um, e- even a memoir, um, dare I say, no, like you have to really be on top of a lot of moving pieces, because it's true, by the time you're on page 200, you have to remember what the fuck you were talking about on page 40, right? Now, yes. if it's a you're memoir... Not comp-
0: you're not really comparing a memoir to like Gone with the Wind or... Anna Karenina. She, I'm is, not,
2: I'm not she, comparing she is, but anything. I assume
0: that you have something to say about that.
2: I'm not, no, I'm just saying writing any book or anything that's hundreds of pages long yep. is serious business
0: right yes but i me- but i remember me- and i do not, think
2: you could learn to draw if you took 10 years of art classes I, well i don't could you think you could learn to play um, no ca- a classical instrument
0: well no. enough to do a concert at one no. of the at, no no at i Hall. could no I nobody couldn't. could unless they have I the couldn't. talent but you can but you can muscle now the thing but is i don't
2: think you can learn to be a great writer either but but i don't
0: but i don't want to um <coughs> misunderstand me there are geniuses around us in stand up comedy we, we we all know them and it's I'm sitting not, with at least
3: one of them sitting with, <laughs> with,
0: with, ah, one, with at least one of them. Yes. So, so I'm not saying that there is no such thing as the expression <laughs> of great talent in stand-up comedy. Right. But I think, and like, you know, we, we like Chappelle, let's say, I mean, you know, the, the ability to come up with these things that no, or Gary Goleman, no one else has thought of um, and do it and, and, and repeat it. Be able to do it over do you, and over. Do you think That's it's
3: what, like some movies are cast with non actors and it, they're still good movies?
0: Oh, acting is acting is the lowest <laughs> level talent, and and they're great actors. I yeah. mean, uh, what's his name? Johnny Depp is clearly a gifted actor. But the fact is that we've seen it over and over that you can take almost any famous charismatic person. Can I say Lawrence something? Lawrence O'Donnell or Lady Gaga or whatever it is. And they and you put them in a way and they're like, hey, hey see, you can act pretty good, especially in movies I don't, where you can do repeated takes.
2: Honestly, as somebody who started doing stand up not that long ago, I have found few things that challenging. Like, I do not think you can what? fake getting up there. But and you're doing
0: stand up comedy. What? I'm kidding, but there's no, no but I good.
2: really think it's like, and it's not just the ba- about being able to come up with five minutes of funny stuff or 10 minutes of funny stuff. That's not where the art of stand up is.
3: Yeah, and you're only going to go so far with that five
2: right. minutes.
0: You're only going to go so far with it, but this is it, Todd. That's well, right. This is the comedy Todd. seller. Yeah. We're like the NBA here, right? Like, you think, like, this is the top 1% of stand up comedians in the world, whatever, that perform here. You cannot get anywhere near. A basketball court, like an NBA basketball court, if you are not
3: supremely yeah, I mean, gifted, well, but you can
0: muscle out 10 minutes. Well, I
3: think sports is the ultimate, well, not the ultimate, but it's a true meritocracy Yeah. in that if you're good and you're in high school or whatever, someone's going to find out about you. It's not going to be like, I don't I think. I don't no, think No, but, but like, coming
2: up with 10 good minutes well, isn't look, being no, a no, brilliant no, comedian either, right? Like there's it, a well, huge it, difference. It is, it is if it's 10 brilliant minutes. I don't know if you can come up with 10 brilliant minutes if you're not actually an artist. Like I think stand-up, like true stand-up is an art.
0: You're not going to come up with Gary Goldman's state abbreviations bit unless you have a serious special talent. But
2: you can say that about a lot of brilliant comics, I would say the two of you included. I mean, I really do think that that's true. Because uh, it's also, and you guys should be able to speak to this... I think it's about being able to like weave your way, right? Like it's not just about getting up there and telling a joke, right?
3: What do you mean, like showing your voice or your POV or something like that? I mean, all point of view. I thought he was talking about the um, <laughs> no, the uh, the carpool. Lane. I don't
2: like that POV. I never use
3: POV.
1: That's the first I, time I I've ever used that. I don't it like
2: that. <laughs> that, that made me very uncomfortable. What was
1: sounded tentative. I um, Go ahead. Would you? Let, uh, we have Jim Brewer uh, joining it? us. He's right, Jim. Would you oh, like to? He's Hi, right, Jim. sitting right up there at the bar. I'd like to invite him to join us Do at this time. I, I, I don't know him well. But you know him. I know him. I've done his radio show a, a series years ago. Uh, I used to watch him on SNL. I used to crash SNL parties back in the day. When a friend my, friend of mine was working
0: the door, and I would see him there, I,
3: I've done that. Did as well. you ever <laughs> see him
0: when he open uh, in the Cafe Wah for the for the for the Wa band? No, I never did that. Hello, <laughs> Jim
4: Brewer. What's going on, gang? You're making your
1: debut at this at our humble uh, podcast comedy cellar, live from the table. Glad you could make it. Glad to be here. Will you, uh, will you? Will you? read his introduction. And of course, you know working? our friend, Mr. Todd. Yeah, I about
4: know Todd, a long time.
1: time. Uh, no one likes to do these these formal introductions.
4: I'm not sold That's on them. Stupid. What did <laughs> <do you>, <laughs> they, they give you shit. to read? What is this? Tread well, you it. can you read it. Can read it. it. Yeah, we we Brewers. Know. Oh, new comedy album. He's known as I, a comic I, storyteller, who came to national attention. To this, it's what? It, no, it, it's it's no, Rick. Shit. We can curse, right? Yeah, uh, yes, kids. we have, yeah, but
1: okay. I didn't know you were the cursing kind.
4: I, I don't curse on stage uh, doing my shows anymore, but yeah, tr- I, I curse like a truck driver off the stage. Because
1: I told everybody <laughs> to get their curses out of their system before you got here, but apparently I was was incorrect. You do, of course, know Mr. Todd Barry. I do. Yeah, we, we go just, way back. Yes, a long way, time ago. wait. wait, 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 We way, both, way, I
4: think started
3: back. in Florida. Did we? Did you start in Florida? I did start in Florida at, at right. Ron Bennington's comedy scene. That's one of the first wow. places I've done. I did. Yeah, Larry the Cable Guy drove yeah. me to do a guest spot there. Before R- he was Larry the Cable Guy. That's when he was Dan Whitney, yes. the freight train of Right. <laughs> I about that part. <laughs> and he drove me either in a Firebird or Camaro, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Yeah. I, I know that And he was a great guy Still is a great guy Yeah he's a nice guy I haven't talked to him in forever
1: Yeah hey, Jim I want to talk About your new album If we could Sure uh, Oh well, you haven't aged But go ahead It's amazing I've aged well, The
4: new album is called Nuts are uh, lower The it new album is called
1: uh, uh, Jim Brewer for, Live from Portland
4: Yes This was unplanned <laughs> You would I'm like lie to you I'd love por- to say Portland w- Oregon Yes just to be clear. Yeah. So, what, what, what do you mean, unplanned? Well, first of all, he, he, he,
1: oh, yeah, what
4: do you mean it was unplanned? I didn't, this was, this just happened. Like, I would love to say, oh, wow, yeah, I was, I was working on, I, this, I had this, we, we said, we need to put out an album or a DVD and all that jazz. This just kind of happened. I know it sounds crazy, but at the end of the day, um, I was, I, I was touring with Metallica. And we had three days off on one of the legs, and someone in the Metallica crew was like, "Hey, uh, I want to start feeding homeless people." I went, "All right," and then they <laughs> said, <laughs> and "I went, uh, all right, well, and they said, "I don't want to start in Portland. Um, do you want to help me?" And I went, "Yeah, sure." I said, "But you got to do the, you got to figure this out. I'm not gonna. You just got to tell me where to show up." And then from that, she goes, "You know, a lot of the crew." once we don't get to see you because we're working we got three days up. can you book a room in Portland and I was like well it's like three weeks I'll, it's a, it shouldn't be a problem I'll look a, a Tuesday night and I I booked Helium and she said can we do a food drive she was all about feeding people and she said how about they bring cans of food and you know you do a meet and greet I said I don't want to do a meet and greet after the show but how about how about I just give them my merchandise I said I, my wife wants to get rid of all this shit anyway so I brought, I, I sent out boxes of merch, and so if you brought a can of food, you just pick whatever you want. I said, I just take whatever you want. So that night, I didn't do stand-up for uh, I, like three weeks or so, maybe a month. I was a little concerned, but there was some things I wanted to work on. I did the set, it was a really good set. It was, it was a great set. And um, I talked about some things. Some things were a little heavy. i like, ah, should I talk about this? And, my dad dying in my arms. Like, are they going to be bummed out? How am I going to make this funny? And then when the set was over, this kid who's been filming me all over Metallica goes, Hey, you know, I, uh, I recorded your set tonight. I said, yeah, I did. well, I record every night on my phone. And he went, no, no, no. I, uh, I professionally recorded it for you. I went, all right. Well, what, do, what do we, we'll look at the tracks and we'll see if we can play them some places. And then about a month I really, I really wasn't thinking much of it. And then uh, about a month later, the manager was like, "Yo, this is, this is a really good comedy album. And I went, album? An album? He goes, yeah, there's, I really like this. We should release this as an album. And I went, if you think it's an album, let's knock it out. Let's, uh, I'll put that in your camp. And he said, you got to listen to it. And I suck at that. It's the worst. I listened to, I, I listened for three minutes and went, Yeah, it sounds great. And and that's it. And now and the next thing you know, people are I don't know, I'm
5: talking to the guy Buster goes, I gotta tell you, you've grown so much as a comedian <laughs> and the, the the no one's talking about uh, people dying in the I don't know if it was the part
4: at the end I don't know. I haven't listened to it but I, I know Jim Serpico and some other people are pretty high up and uh, excited about it. Uh, well um, Serpico's a smart I know him a little bit He's a smart guy He's really smart And I gotta say This is This is the best time i ever had In my entire life Doing stand up Just living life Well it's, cause we were
1: Just talking about that <laughs> after, after doing stand up For literally decades Which we all have is it still as fun as it used to be? Uh, Todd, uh, for me, I said it was never that
4: fun. Todd
1: uh, <laughs> Todd said uh, more or less, and you're saying this is the greatest time ever.
4: Greatest time I ever had in my life. Well, because I'm just at a different time in my life. You know, the, the first 10 years, I, I wanted leather pants. I want to be Eddie Murphy. I wanted, I wanted fucking kangaroo. I want to be a star. And I came up here ready to be a star. I, I got TV pretty quick. And I hated, I'm not gonna lie, I hated Hollywood. I hated the scene of comics. Where where I started in Florida, it was all for one. We we were all, it was a group. I loved some of the guys I hung out with, but after a while I'm like, ah, you know, this guy's a dick and this guy's an asshole and they're all kind of mean, And you know, fuck this scene. And I really didn't enjoy it. After SNL, I hated some of the things I saw there. And it wasn't me, it really wasn't me. So You hated some of the things you saw in SNL? Yeah, just, just about Hollywood and just how.
0: Like backstabbing
4: things? Backstabbing and, and just people going after each other and they'll steal and they'll do anything they can just to get ahead. And, you know, so this star is a moron. This star is a sad. You know, I'm like, oh my God, this is. You know, I'm not going to lie, the Farley thing really. You know, Chris f- Farley. Yeah, Chris Farley came in and he, he was dying. And they were just like, yeah. yeah. Chris Rock was walking around and like, what are you doing here? He's Like, yeah, just in case, like, just in case. What do you mean, just in case? You know, just in case. I'm like, what the? F- what does that mean, just in case? And a twenty-four hour nurse. I'm like, so, no one's gonna acknowledge this guy is gonna die any second. Like, do we really need him hosting? Do you need the ratings? Do you need? Now, money I, this bad? I don't bad? know the backstory. What, how did you know he was gonna die? What was it? What he was it? a serious drug addict. Was he was—he was, he had hookers and heroin, and he was in my room doing heroin with Tracy. You know, Tracy wasn't doing it, but it's just—I I realized, you know, I watched Mitch Hedberg, and it's like, you know, these guys have serious human problems, and no one gives a shit. They'd rather collect their money and keep pushing them out, rather than go. You know what? We got a serious problem here. And there's no humanity in vanity. There's no humanity in, in ego and vanity. And and it's not the way I grew up. And I hated the scene. And uh, I start a family. And and then that's why I took the radio, so I can be home and watch my kids. And then around 2008, I went, you know, I really want to go back out, but I want to do it in my way now. And that's pretty much I, the rebirth of me started in 2008 And I said I'm not gonna Hey you wanna do this t- No I don't wanna do TV Hey we gotta do I, I don't wanna do that I just wanna enjoy life Make people laugh Do it the way I wanna do it You know for the first 10 years I was trying to be You know wh- what What kind of guy are you I don't know I'm just fucking funny Well what are you hey, wh- What's What are you trying to say I don't know what I'm trying to say I'm just Trying to get by I'm just trying to be funny Um and then, and then so from 2008 on, there was a moment that, that changed for me. I was in my town, and we would have Dad's Night Out. And it was just the woman next to me, and she's going, You know, you're the guy. You're the famous guy. So I I'm not famous. She goes, No, you're the guy. She goes, But I can't see you because you're blue and you're, you're, you're dirty. And I said, What are you talking about, I'm dirty? She goes, Everyone knows you're like, the, you're like the frat guy. And I was so mad. I said, Did you ever see my stand-up? She goes, no, but I, everyone knows. And I just realized, God, if she thinks that... What is everyone else... What is, every, what is my perception to everyone? Am I, the, am I the SNL guy? Am I the... Like, what am I? Am I the half-baked guy? I went, I got to... I got to start all over. And I start all over, 2008. And since then, I have to honestly say, my life's been like the Forrest Gump of entertainment. I, I'd never yeah. been so happier... In my whole life, and everything that happens has just been, it just happened. It's organic, it's weird, it's... it's An opening for Metallica is, I guess, a
1: dream of of yours. It was
4: the craziest thing in the world, is it? To get a text from James Hetfield? Who's that? (laughs) And he he goes... No, seriously, I don't know who The lead singer of Metallica. Oh, he's good, he's good. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, hey, would you be interested in touring with us? Well, what are you thinking? He said, not, not so much stand-up, but just kind of creating a, an opening atmosphere. He threw out some crazy ideas, like me roaming the audience in a character. I went, that's not going to work. That's, I'm going to get pelted with food. And then um, I sat with another band member, and he said, listen, we always have bands open up for us. Nobody sees them, but nobody comes to see the band. It sucks for them. It sucks for us. You know the band. You're a Metallica fan. You know You, you know... You know all of us very well for a long time. Create a fan experience. And you don't have to be funny. Just bring a DJ. Do just I went all right. I can figure that out. Well, and th- and that's basically what I did. So what I what I did for Metallica was Dan, I I, I would from the minute you walked in, that I it's found-
1: a, a heavy metal band. <laughs> <laughs> His Dan, Dan is ninety he's years Googling.
3: old.
0: <laughs> no, I,
1: I've heard him. At the, I actually don't know any of their music, but I know they're
4: they're big. They're big. They're big. Uh, they're big uh, you know Sandman. Uh, so so I think I know that Go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so he, uh, I, you know, I made I made old video. I showed. So if you came in the arena. I set up pictures on a big jumbotron, so you walk in and go, oh, I never saw that picture of Metallica, or I never saw them 17 years old. And then I had a DJ go up at 7 to take, and I programmed the music for him and take a request. And then I went up, and it was like like doing TV warm-up. I would go, hey, uh, I'm your host. We're all stuck here seeing Metallica, so let's have the best of it. <laughs> you know, I saw him in 1986 opening for Ozzy Osbourne. You ever hear that guy? He's, he's kind of... Yeah, I know Ozzy. Said, well, I know. He does yeah, rock and roll.
1: And uh, you do a nice impression of yeah, him.
4: Yeah, so... And uh-huh. and then I go, let's find the oldest kind of crowd. And then I do game shows, and then we do a sing-along, and it was... But why, Now, why does a, a musical act need an opener of any kind, be it comedian or... Uh, That's a very easy answer. Okay. Ka-ching, ka-ching. They want everyone in there to buy food and beverage and to buy merchandise.
3: Is there a break between you and when they go on, or do you introduce
4: them? No. I bring them on. Oh, cool. And so the merchandise, so their real key was, we don't want everyone in the parking lot. We want everyone in the arena. And by show three... It was like 10, 15,000 people in the arena. By the time we were done, the place was packed when I'd get up there. And um, all I can see, I know they were happy because the numbers I heard that they were making just on merch... Probably was more money than any of us would ever see in our lifetime. It was wow. It what? was pretty intense. The money of making just a merch for the show started. I always
1: thought, you're talking about like a different kind of experience. But I know comics open for musicians a fair amount. I always thought that was weird.
3: Weird. It is.
1: Like you're there there for rock and roll, man.
3: I think I mean, engine. For like someone like me who's open for bands like like indie bands, not like Metallica. But hey, everybody! I think they engine, sound engineers love it because just they set up a mic yes. and then there's like that's they, when, they don't when, have to put earplugs yeah, in.
1: But when it, when an audience is geared up for rock, yes, and I mean rock and roll, heavy metal, and heavy metal in particular. But even even the bands that you've opened up before, whatever they I don't know what those bands would be, but. Um, they're there for music, and then you're hitting them with, with, with jokes. I'm wondering if that's like, if they're ready for that, if they want to see that.
3: I mean, the times I've done it, I've had the band introduce <coughs> me, so they don't think you're just some shithead who's been thrown up there. Right. And they're like, oh, this guy just must have got this gig separately. Right. So they're like, here's my friend. And, and they were attentive. Yeah. I mean, these are also, you know. Yeah. W-
0: were you hanging out with Metallica during the time that they had that debacle on the Grammys where the, the,
4: the, the, I- with, with Lady Gaga? I was not hanging out, but I was, I, was texting, I was texting James, the singer at that time, I saw him lose his mind. He must have been furious. I knew his wife. He was... I don't even know what happened. I'm sorry. I so don't either. They, they, they're on the Grammys, and Lady Gaga is going is to do a song with them. And it's probably their best album in 30 years, easily. The, the new music's phenomenal. And if, I thought it was ironic that the song is about being addicted to vanity and pop culture. And he's doing it with Lady Gaga, and then the music starts, and here comes James Hetfield to the microphone, and there's no sound. Oh. On TV. And the whole song, his microphone was never... And when his song was over, he took his guitar, he launched it, threw down his thing, and he took off, and it was... uh, I was texting him... I was like, hey, James, the good news is, you know, the deaf people loved it. <laughs> the, the, the mimes thought it was the greatest thing. You mimed the shit out of that song. and uh, he. But he was pretty,
3: that's he was pretty pissed. That's a huge fuck-up. That's, it's that's, a that's, huge fuck-up. the that's Grammys. That's what's wrong with you? It's the worst fuck-up you can do, next, to, like shooting the guy or something.
4: Right. Like, What is, what is wrong with you? It's live television. What is, On Grammys, you should be A-game, everyone in that So they
3: never got it working like in the middle of the song? Or no. No.
4: The entire song, you and couldn't did, hear his vocals, so you, Lady Gaga helped him. Okay.
1: How do you think, what do you think would happen if, say, uh, a, a lower energy comic, like if Metallica, they were like,
4: Yeah, are you ready for Metallica? But first, Rita Rutner!
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, then go, oh, two of them were, or, or Dan Nadavin for that matter. It <laughs> you would not go well. Example.
4: It would not go well. Jim, Jim Norton, I, I reached out to, before I knew what I was doing, uh, I reached out to a couple of comics saying, "Hey, you want to do something in front of Metallica?" And Norton goes, "Oh my god, he's doing what, what's the character? Chip, 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 Ch- Chip, yeah, Chip, Chip, Chip Chipperson? Yeah, Chip Chipperson." He goes, "I want to do Chip Chipperson and get booed off the stage." I went, "Ooh!" And he goes, "And I want to do it in Philadelphia." I like, <laughs> all right, let's let's <laughs> let's let's be ready for that. You know, Philadelphia is a bunch of animals down there. They, they don't play around, but. Long story short, even the Metallica camp was like, uh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea. We know, no, do not do that. I, went, ah, well, I think
1: Metallica has I mean, it right. They didn't ask you to be do traditional stand up, they asked no. you to do
4: a whole show. They asked for me to MC host the opening ceremony. And that's what I, I, would, I would tell the DJ don't say, please welcome Mr. Jim Brewer and community. I said, listen introduce me as Ears' as diehard Metallica fan and your host MC of the night. And I'd always say, hey, listen, we're all st- we're all stuck here waiting for Metallica to come out. So until they do, let's have some fun with one another until they come out. How long are you up there for? Um, the least was 20 minutes. The most was about 40, 45. But then I would... Every ten, When I'd get off, I had something going on Every ten minutes, I had a live camera uh-huh. I would go backstage, find one of the band Members, you know, Foo Fighters Were there one night, and I'd Oh, the Foo Fighters are here, and I'd banter With, with Dave Grohl, and then what other, what other band Would be there, and we'd banter And then I'd had Sing-alongs, I'd go up and We'd do five minutes of the best Metal rock sing-alongs, and the place would Go ape shit, and there's, so, that's cool. It,
1: there does seem to be a um, a link. Now, I'm not part of this, but there is a, a link between heavy metal and comedy, at least certain comics, that seem to be crazy about heavy metal.
4: I've always Jim,
1: been. Jim, Jim Norton is crazy. About, uh, yeah. Jim Florentine is crazy yeah. about heavy metal. Um, Sam Kinison basically Sam was, was heavy metal.
4: Yes. He was a hard so, rock.
1: Well, so, what, what is... I mean, I don't know. Do you do you, do you have an explanation for, for that, or is just...
4: I no, mean, I grew up
1: uh, I grew up
4: I grew up and for some reason I was really drawn to the sound of thick crunchy guitars and that and that that was much more appealing and you know I grew up in the 80s where it was new wave I hated new wave disco was coming along it was hair bands and Metallica was more of a thinking hard rock metal. They weren't, in, they weren't in pop culture. I've always hated pop culture. I've always hated that atmosphere. So they were, you know, they were a thinking thing for me. They, they, they made me think about religion, where they, uh, they would make me think about uh, war. My father was a World War II vet, and they wrote some pretty heavy songs about... War And they weren't like, hey, I'm in love, and Jane, and we're going to bang chicks tonight. They were just, yeah, you look to the sky for you die. And like, holy shit, these fuckers. Are <laughs> so, these so fuckers you, are scary. You didn't see Dirt, I
1: gather. You're not a Motley Crue fan. Either.
4: I liked Motley Crue a little bit, but, you know, it was a little too much
1: for me. Because I did see the movie Dirt. I'm not a fan of Motley Cruz. Is that a good movie? I, think, I enjoy- it was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed right. it because uh, it it you know, it, the the their lifestyles were interesting. Their music, I could take it or leave it. I mean, yeah. smoking in the boys' room. Is that? Is anybody consider that a good song? Is that considered smoking that's in the boys' room? Terrible. that's not Molly. Crew. That's yeah, Molly Crew. Oh, no, a it's, cover. It's a cover. That's, a cover. that's, a cover.
3: that's um, Oh, that's a cover. Thin Lizzy <laughs> No, no, <it's> not <laughs> no that's not Thin Lizzie. Boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. I, I town. all like, I know what I'm talking. about. I love about. how Dan has no clue. <laughs> <laughs> is it a
4: cover? Yeah. Smoking in the boys' room. Yeah, it's a cover.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's like a that's a 70s song.
4: Isn't there one in the 50s? Or it was 70s? The 70s, yeah. yeah I okay. So, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. It
0: just, it doesn't Teach sound you like. Don't you don't fill me up with your rules. Right one? Everybody knows that smoking ain't
4: allowed that in
3: school. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I remember being it's not in my in... kind of music, but I did enjoy the movie because like, you know, it opened, the first scene is like a girl squirting, you know, so I was like, oh, this is interesting. Jesus, <laughs> oh,
3: oh, Dan. Spoiler. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. By the way, you know, Metallica, it's, it's interesting to me that you focus it on so much of the lyric stuff because Metallica's quite respected musically, you know. Like, like these, these you have seen those cello ensembles that do these Metallica yes. covers? Yeah. I mean people, you know, respond no, to No,
4: lyrically, the singer really writes about very deep, in-depth stuff. And um it's not hokey. It's not like, hey. Here so, comes the metal, and it, 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 all his lyrics are um, every song, and it helped me in this career. There was times where I couldn't stand people, and I knew karma would always come around, and they had songs that would just tap into it, like King Nothing, and and uh, more recently Moth Into the Flame, and... They, they were they were more to me than just a band. I was always a big fan. Um, Jim,
3: you're, you're well, a... are Todd had to hey, You it. cut Todd right his I was going right yeah, to I, 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 sorry, right was gonna tell you, I did a show. It's in my book. And it's outside <laughs> of San Francisco in like a weird town. And then afterwards, I'm meeting people and Lars walks up with his wife. He's a big yeah, comedy fan. He was fan. rattling off jokes of mine like I had forgotten. Wow. Like, was like, I don't even remember. Um, like, he's like... And then you do this joke and you used to do this joke. And it was really
4: Dude, you used to... Todd Berry's fucking...
2: That's a great fucking feel.
4: brilliant. Yeah, he's yeah, he been nice. around for so long. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a huge comedy yeah, fan. Huge p- stand-up comedy yeah. fan. It was,
3: it was funny cuz it was just a dumpy venue and this all was. But you thought it was, but it was cool. Yeah, like this fucking massive. And I talked to him for a while, and he's really nice. He's though.
4: really cool. He's very smart he too. He took pictures. And he's, then I you know that he's, a he's, he's from Denmark, I believe. I do know that.
3: Yes. And you his Google? Father's tennis player. Play. No, I
1: didn't Google. I, didn't, <laughs> I, did, go I did. I did know that he was from Denmark. <laughs> so you reason. don't know what kind of music they do? So, so, <laughs> I know. I know they do heavy metal. I do, but I just don't know their song.
5: You're forty and over, going to see Metallica on a Wednesday. You're recovering, maybe Sunday, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll see.
4: People run right to the railing. That's right. they get on the floor, and you, and the 40 and over people, are like, yeah,
5: man, I haven't seen him in 20 years. It's gonna be, it's
4: gonna be amazing. And they're drinking, you know, they're drinking. They already got permission, or they're bickering
5: with their wife. Like, are, you, are you sure you're cool with this? Because you're acting weird now. You said. <laughs> You said three weeks ago, as long as you go on that female retreat with you two friends, you know what? I'm not yelling, I'm sorry. I'm not yelling, I'm not yelling. I've had two beers in four hours. How do I sound like I'm drunk if I had two beers in four hours? It's Metallica, sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, how many bum? I missed one big event. One big event.
0: You're a president of faith. You're a pretty religious guy.
4: I'm not religious. You're not religious. I, I couldn't tell you anything in the Bible. I don't know the Ten Commandments. I I don't. I I believe religion is the ultimate brainwashing distraction of what natural man was meant to be, which was more a spiritual. And a connection with a deeper meaning of life. Is that I, I really feel all religions came and they were created by man to divert you from what your natural abilities are, mind and spiritually wise.
0: How did I get that wrong? What? Well, because I, I,
4: think, I, I, I think I, I told know. you
1: before the show, let's talk about Jim. He's a Christian. I am not a <laughs> Christian. But that's what I, I thought I read that somewhere. But but, but do, do you... So you <laughs> No, my wife I, is. I, I my mean, wife went there. Because I remember there. on the radio uh, show you were that, talking
4: about your church youth group or the softball or something. Yeah, my wife got, you know, my I was supporting my wife. I didn't want anything to do with that. Um, I was, you know, you know my wife, we, we had a really tough time in life. And, um, you know, how that whole thing came about was I was ready to leave her. And uh, I'm really anti-breaking the marriage up because I watched some of my family have divorces and I watched what happened to my nieces and nephews and the the really bad effects of it. And it was devastating. It was extremely hurtful to watch. And all my nieces and nephews are my age because all my siblings are a lot older. So I vowed I would never break my family up or do that to my children. Because it was so devastating and hurtful I don't want to ever go through that And So My wife had really, really We had a love going on And I said, look man I, I know you don't like me Whatever happened, you don't like me You don't want to be with me You're, you're um, Figure it out You want to be with me, be with me If you don't, you need to go somewhere to Figure things out, go figure things out but I, I I can't live like this anymore. And uh, I know this sounds crazy, but I pulled over. I, do, I, I don't know what the fuck is out there. No one knows. And um, I think we're all connected somewhere or another. I don't know. <clears throat> I have a hard time to believe. I have a hard time believing... You know A worm was created to do this A frog was created Why was man created I don't fucking know To do this shit rock, I doubt it to Rock and roll To podcast. rock and roll baby To fucking, Podcast baby To podcast yeah. and do metal Who knows And uh I had it out I was like You know If you exist You better You better fucking step up now Because I, I've been I, I'm not a drug addict I never cheated I, I I'm trying to do the best thing in life If you fucking exist God damn it Step in for Christ's sake And what I didn't expect was A couple of days later I come home And my wife She's you know, she got big Our eyes are all fucked I said what's the matter Oh man something weird happened and What happened Oh, Something fucking weird I said what the fuck happened Where are the kids They're upstairs Sleeping And long story short, she goes, um, lady in a coffee shop and asked her to come to the house. and wanted to do something for her. What? what what?" And she goes, and I I didn't want to go there and I ended up going there. And the next thing you know, I went in the house. And then what happened? Her husband came down and for a split second and went, oh, this is This is going to go bad. This is the husband and a wife. And for a split second away. this is my out Holy shit, I'm gonna, you got freaky, I'm going freaky And then some And um, she, I said, what'd they do? They started praying for me And I tried not to giggle Because that's the last thing I expected to hear I said, what are you What are you, what are you talking about? She said, I don't know, they prayed for me And I said, and what are you doing while they're
5: praying? I, I, I don't know I felt, I don't know I, never, I just started I want to start going to church I
4: was like, all right, start going to church And during that time I was doing a radio show and all that She started going to church You know, and I would And she's like, you should go, they're not freaks And I was sitting back in the back of the room And that guy would go back and forth And I swear to God, every time Because he knew I was just there more to watch what's going on with my wife I was very concerned Because she became born again And it was all about Jesus And she was constantly like, have you thanked Jesus? Have you thanked Jesus? I'm like, listen honorable Take it easy. With the, I, I'm glad you're finding a place, but don't, don't start cornering me. Is then we're gonna you work on you and I'll work on me. And this guy would walk back and forth, and every time he say Jesus, he'd look right at me, and I'd look at him like, dude, you're not getting me. You're not getting me. I'm telling, I'm here. I'm here for her. You 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 can try this as all you want, but I. I'm not buying... Even if the guy existed, I ain't buying he walked on water and all that. I'm not buying it. <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he said treat everyone great, I get it. I get it. I do that now. But... um, And then that's how it all started. And I would support her. And then the pendulum kind of evened out. She still enjoys church. I do not. I enjoy the people. You know, when she would get cancer, she's on a third round of cancer. The first round of cancer... Those people from church would show up. I didn't know half these people, and they bring food and give support. And da da da. And the second go around, she got cancer, and they they would come and do everything they can. So that part I really respected. But no, I would never label myself as anything. I couldn't. I couldn't name the Ten Commandments. I couldn't name three people from the Bible, and that's just me. So I. I I always, not that I get a tiff, but I don't know where that came from as far as people going, oh, he's Christian. I'm not Christian.
1: I was sort of hoping you were Christian because,
4: uh, (laughs) you know, I could ask you a Christian question. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, maybe I could try to answer. And I don't have anything against Christian. And and, and I feel the people that try, the people that try to, um, it's all just people trying to be better in life, no matter what they are. You see, you see Norton there? What's up, Jaime? Oh, shit. Don't fucking come near me if you're yeah. sick, you fuck. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. I don't need to see you, right now. No, breathing I'm breathing all over me. I won't be here tomorrow.
6: Be, I'm uh, traveling to San Francisco, so I'll be out. So who am I talking to, Sam tomorrow? Yeah, Sam and whoever else he has in. Oh, you suck.
1: You're I turning know. into
4: me. I know. I'm traveling. I am used to do this at serious. Got to do a gig.
1: I'm like, with, with hey, Jim, like, right? you sound horrible. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm just saying, you better take care of yourself. Do you
4: have a Do you have an infection?
6: Nah, just a sore throat or whatever. It's okay. It's better now, but uh, it's
4: been bad for like uh, four days. You got to get antibiotics. I don't know about
6: that. Do you for a chest cold? Depends. Oh yeah, man. You don't want You don't want that
4: getting worse. I just got over one. It was bad. It took me to get. Listen, everyone's a doctor, Jimbo. I know. Oh, take this. Eat that. Drink this. No. You need to go and get. I haven't put on a
6: condom since 1990. I'm in good shape.
3: (laughs) My immune
4: system's ready to go.
1: (laughs) Jim, we're talking about spirituality. Do you do you do you have
6: any spiritual side? I try, man. Um, You know, being sober. I've given up on prayer, though. You know what I mean? Like I really, I kind of doubt that there's a God, and it really uh, it bothers me. And if there is, I feel like He's not interested. It, it's been difficult. I, I struggle <laughs> a lot.
4: I don't mean to laugh, but that's no, kind of funny. true. I struggle
6: with that. Like I, I want there to be a God, but uh, I don't know
4: if there's a God. I don't know. I feel like there's energies, and I sometime, hope so. Sometimes I hope so too. Sometimes I feel like uh, it's almost like Star Wars, the Force, where you you push out an energy. And eventually, it comes back, and and I only say that on experience. I've had some weird shit by doing that, by and I don't know what praying or whatever. I was just going through them, you know. He asked me if I was Christian. I'm like, God, no. I couldn't name. I, I can't name the commandments. I've never read the Bible. I, I don't know anything about that stuff. I'm a. I learned by walking in the woods, talking where I listen to Indian flute music. I don't, don't you and I, env-
6: I envy people with conviction. Like, people who really believe in God, and they, and they mean it. Yeah. Like, all those do is a big Hasidic uh, funeral. Yeah. Recent, like, today or yesterday. And all those people who... Like, I, I envy their 100% belief in whatever it it's is. It's a comfort for them. Yeah, but I, I envy
4: it. It's like I they, respect they, they, it. As yeah, long as they're I not assholes it. and as long as they're not... Like, yeah, you yeah. need to, you need to. <laughs> but I, I I, don't know what the fuck is out there. I'd, I'd love to say so. I hope something happens. And all I can say is... <clears throat> There, I've had weird shit happen, um, and again, I don't know if it's bizarre coincidences. I don't know, but I don't want to define it. Oh, that's what it is. I've had people go, "Oh, that's uh, that 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 is that's what this is, and that's what that is." I'm like, I don't know. We don't. Yeah. We don't know. All I know is this happened, that happened, that happened. That's all. Happy birthday, Todd.
6: Was uh, it your birthday, it Todd?
4: It was recently uh,
3: About a week ago I was not invited to the party But I'm well, talking well, about well, Todd. God Let's not shift to my Why is birthday Todd, well, you
4: look the same exact way well, Since god, we started
3: Really? Yeah, you look the same as well Norton well, looks a little it, bit now, different Now, but if thing. to each other we do <laughs> <laughs> To
6: anybody else We're fucking old and
3: finished I <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: Sometimes I think I have an age Until I see a picture of myself From the 90s And, and yeah, I mean there's a, The difference is
4: rather Isn't that the Startling worst? You, you think you, mean, you look great <laughs> And
6: then you see a photo You're like, oh my god I'm garbage
4: you look good, Dan. I well, look I'm good. I'm you look a... more of a man when I when I first saw you. you look, you haven't aged much. Younger either. and look, he was boyish. You were very yeah. boyish. Yeah. Where now you look more like
0: a little salt good. and pepper. Yeah, it's I got to go
4: on. See you later,
6: Jim. Thanks going, Jim. Thanks for good joining good soon, us. Hi, have a good God. Happy belated. I think Feel I saw on
1: Facebook that it was your birthday. I didn't say happy birthday because I. I, uh, I don't know. I thought you'd be. I think you're sort of a cynical guy, and I didn't want you to say, well, Nadirman's wishing me a happy birthday just because,
3: you know, whatever. You think I would read all that into you saying happy birthday? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's why uh, so he just said I'm gonna happy birthday.
1: I'm going to guess that Todd's not a
4: spiritual guy. Hey? Um, I'm but maybe no, I'm sort I'm of. Uh, Here, you want to hear a story? You want to hear a fucking story? Sure. This is weird. And this is. I tried to make this funny, and it's on the album towards the end, which I didn't realize. Uh, long story short, father dies. Everyone here lost someone they love, right? This is on the out. Well, part of it is, okay, but okay. no, this is just a story. Okay. Everyone's lost someone they love to death. I, I've lost a brother, a sister, both parents, friends. The toughest one for me was my dad. I was very close to my dad. Right? And I, I had a really hard times. Fucking primal crying all the time. So this is... Uh, he died in August. This is October. And I'm in my living room. And um, and it, again, there's all different ways to see this. I'm in my living room, and I'm having a... Pro- and I said, man, if there's... God, if you fucking... Is there anything out there? What do we become? Are we energy? It, if I can just feel and know that he still exists... Can I... Is there anything out there, man? Just, God, show me... Show me anything while I'm fucking doing this. Something starts slamming into my window, right in my in the next room. So I'm like, what the fuck is it? I go in there, and it's this freaking cardinal is just flying into the window. And when I get there, it goes back in the tree, and it's you know it does it, it chirps like a bird. And I'm staring at it. Like, That's fucking weird. Why is this dopey bird running into the window? I walked away and it starts slamming into it again. When I come back, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm more weirded out because of what I was just doing and this thing. Now, again, could be anything. The next morning, this thing starts hitting the house where my dad was living with us. And then all day long, this fucking bird. We'll go around their house, hitting the window, all the way up until the first place I saw him. And he'd start all over again the next day. To the point now, it's kind of a thing. Our kids, it's a joke. Like, you hey, listen, if it's grandpa, we need to kill it because it starts at 630 in the fucking morning. And this thing wakes us up. I've had friends come over and whatever it is. The weirder part was this happened every day for a year and a half all the way through... March, a year and a half later, we're on vacation, and I still have a really hard time. I would, I would cry really bad thinking of my day. If I saw old people, I'd cry. If I saw someone wheeling someone, I'd get emotional. And um, we're on vacation. I have a bad breakdown. And then I went, you know what? Whatever I did, meditate. I went, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. And I, I said, I'm sorry that I held on to this. If you're an energy, if whatever the fuck you are, I'm letting you go. I am so sorry I held on to this. This is what happens in life. You die, move on. This is what life is. And I, and I, I just let it go. I said, I know every time I think of my dad, I want to laugh, I want to I have a good time, I want to I think of the great things. I swear my life, I go home, my father in law is hilarious because when I first, when first thing started hitting a window, he'd go,
5: It's a male cardinal and he sees his reflection and he's territorial and that's what he's doing. There's no fucking spirit. There's none of that. That's the dumbest shit i ever heard.
4: I said, Ah, well, you know, I wouldn't have, may, maybe. I just think it's weird that I was in the moment and this happened while I was going through that. And I asked if that makes sense. And for all I know, I don't know. It could have been a fucking Missouri. But here's the wacky part. I asked to let it go, and I said, I'm done with this, and I'm sorry I held on to you. I swear, I hope my fucking kids to die if I'm lying, man. I come home, and you know, the kids, I'm like, take this bag, take this bag. My father-in-law, the first thing he says to me, is like, eh, the birds stopped coming around. I said, what are you talking about, Dad? He was a cardinal, I don't know, he's been gone for like three days. I just started laughing. I'm like, all right, is this fucking, like what? what? He goes, yeah. And I started, I'm like, get the fuck. He goes, why? What's going on? I went, you don't understand. I, I I was asking to never go through this again. I was asking to let the spirit go and he goes, oh, for Christ's sake, it's a (laughs) bird. They migrate. They fucking migrate. He left. And maybe that's all true. But, Because Of what I did there I don't That's weird man What is that? What the fuck is that? And what if it What if I don't know I could be crazy That's weird shit And it's happened to me Throughout my whole life I got a million stories like that And I always always thought it was weird Or whatever And to me that's deeper than any Sitting in a church And reading this And sometimes those things help To make you positive But I don't know I'd love to hear whatever. I'm nuts or whatever. Like I don't know. What, nope, I don't nobody know. knows. Nobody knows. It's weird. What is that? It's weird. <laughs> my father I don't died, have anything sent, to sell. He sent you me Dan. I mean? <laughs> he sent you Dan. There <laughs> you go. And that's what I'm saying. People <laughs> yeah. coming your lives. You're like, why does this well, person come my life at this particular time? You just, I, I don't know. So we're, we're, we're basically well, out of time i I, well, I, I, I just—I go go ahead. Go ahead. No, just, I would like to add that
1: uh, I'm, you know, I'm like I'm like <laughs> I'm like Jim. Like gi- like I mean, I I, str- I wish I could believe because I don't want to. Especially if you get older you're like, oh shit, man, this is going to end. It's ending. And uh I would rather it not end. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah. and, Me too. And, you know, and um, so I prefer to believe in something. But I, I just and and stories like that and weird shit that happens. Yeah, okay, maybe, but right. You know, I'm like, I don't know. I, I just too much. I mean, no, no, am I? No, he has a, he thinks duty is is the reason God doesn't exist. It's an <laughs> odd theory. Duty like shit. Duty like poopy? You, did, did I, I say uh, that? You
0: said I, something to that
5: effect. Like it, it has, like, the like, guy why, has it
0: all on the drawing board. You know, like the whole year is a. It yeah, doesn't add up. Both. Like all the numbers, it doesn't add up without shit. We gotta have shit, or the whole universe doesn't like, well, work. Why would like, an
5: intelligent creator invent duty? <laughs> that is the flaw. No the whole system, like,
0: You think? I, there's other You could just snap it into
3: existence. You don't need that. Stuff. Right. He could, have X, he could have crossed that off the list of things. But the, it off the I list. will
0: say this about
1: religion: it makes for fertile ground for comedy because the Bible is so crazy. <laughs>
4: they're all that crazy. Almost, I wouldn't even pinpoint just the just Bible. The, they're all fucking crazy. That
1: that that it's it natural to have. You know, many comedians have jokes about. The nonsensical nature of uh, of organized religion, so it it does help us out in that regard.
3: You're saying that's the upside. Is I'm saying that well, it It helps you, Dan.
1: I'm saying it it, helps your career. It helps the vanity. That's an upside. There you go. Because I got a good joke about God coming down and saying, "I'd like to say I got nothing against gay people." I used to, but that was before before Neil Patrick Harris. Anyway. I don't know. We could do our act.
4: <laughs>
3: oh, you could certainly
4: put. A, you could slip,
1: slip a joke in if you like. J- I'm joking. All right. So anyway. by the morning, I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't have that joke
0: without organized religion. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe.
1: So anyway, um, so, there you anyway go.
0: I was, so I don't know. If you heard what we were talking about at the beginning, but I was talking about how a lot of um, comedians I've seen uh, can tough out like five, ten minutes without, and, and we know them in, with no apparent uh, like natural talent, like someone who can draw a picture. I just want to say that. I remember you the first time you walked in. And it was clear to everybody immediately that you were going to be a star. I can still picture the first he, time I saw you. he would say you. that he's
1: not a star. He's very humble well, in that regard. And,
0: and there was, you were one of these guys who, at least the way I remember it, who didn't develop. You hit the ground running as the full Jim Brewer
4: the first time I saw you. Chappelle was like that. It's very unusual. Dave, to me, was I saw him at Boston Comedy Club, and the minute he walked up, my well, holy shit! This—I don't know what it is about this kid. He's going to be a huge star. And I went out of my way to walk up to him. I said, "Hey, man, my name's Jim Brewer, and dude, you're gonna—you're gonna be—you're gonna, be, gonna be a star." He's like, "Ah, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, man." And I—I've I, never seen that any other time in my life.
1: Is there any point in your career where you felt I've made it? you—you—you know—that's a term that's
4: very uh, no. Even on, S- on
0: SNL, you didn't feel you made it.
4: No, because that was a struggle from day one. It was a struggle to get on. Once I was on, I couldn't get on. Uh, there was I, it, there was a lot of people that didn't want me there, and they made it very clear. And it Why? Was, I don't know. Lauren made that clear. He's like, well, there's people here that really want you, and there's people
5: that don't want you. So I'll have to make a decision. It's
4: <laughs> a
3: nice thing to share with you, right? And <laughs> and and.
4: and You know He was so honest And brutally honest So I When I got on The network was pushing for me Where the SNL crew was not And it was a guy named Fred Wolf Comedian Fred Wolf He was He was my My guy that Tried to help me get on And he was my big uh, Support And when I was on It took forever to get on So And then You know Half-baked The movie didn't do good Until it went on VHS tape and by then I kind of left the world and uh, wh- wh- I don't think I'll ever quite make it make it I wanted to at one time I don't want to anymore I, I, I haven't wanted to in a long time it's it's I'd rather just I love crushing a crowd and and doing it my way that's that's always been my style and since at least the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Right. So,
0: Did did Lauren concede, like when you were doing Pesci, when you hit, when you oh, hit... Oh, that Razzles, was a biggie. Did he, did he come to say, I yes, was wrong did.
4: about you? No, he didn't say he was wrong. He's like, Jim, people really like Joe Pesci. And that's his way going, dude, I see T-shirts. <laughs> or people really like the goat boy. And I can honestly say Howard Stern and... And Lauren Michaels, to, to make those two guys laugh, have been, I, I, those moments in my life are so huge, just forget any sketch or show, watching those people laugh, watching Howard Stern belly laugh, because I know the people that have sitting there, watching Lauren laugh. Well, that's um, making it. I, for me, that's way. make. I guess it's making it. You know, well, in you the were, beginning, making it was I wanted to be. I wanted to be Eddie Murphy. I want right. to let the pants. I want a fucking kangaroo. I want to walk through the mall like a hot. I shot. think if I were in my 20s... and you were in your
1: twenties on SNL, I believe. Yes. Started, if I think if I were on SNL in my twenties, I would have been very satisfied. I, I'm not saying I'd have been happy because I don't think I have happiness in me. Oh shit. her <laughs> <That's laughs> part two but, of this. Podcast. But, 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 but I do think I would have said, "Fuck yeah, I've made it." To be on SNL Well, lie to you. Not, it definitely felt good I'm not going to lie
4: to you It definitely felt good I'm not going to lie to you And once you knew You had a character People loved But SNL's a nightmare
1: good. From what I I mean, before knowing Anything about SNL I just thought it was Okay, Lauren or whomever Gets up and says Okay, we'll do one sketch With Jim And we'll do one And everybody no. work together But
4: it's a battle royal To get on It's a battle royal You're battling with each other You're battling with 20, 30 writers these writers don't like it. And then you're battling with, well, who's in the room fighting tooth and nail to get certain sketches on? Because if those two, three guys are not fans of yours, <laughs> you're in bad trouble. And that's what that's what happened to me after 97. Do, do you
1: think that's the—because SNL, the proof is in the pudding. It's been around for a long time, and I think when it's good, it's the best sketch show by far that's ever been on television. Yeah. Do you think that's the best way to get the best results? Or, my, I, I mean— who knows? You know, know. It's, it's a horrible, awful, constant struggle to get on the air, but is that the best way to get the best sketches at the end of the day, or is there a better, more cooperative way that might work just as well? I, I, honestly, I don't think there's an answer to that question, but I think it's a question that's an interesting one.
4: Who the hell knows? All I know is that show's been working for almost 40 years. And whether you love it or hate it, it goes up and down and up and down, and it just but keeps I, surviving. It keeps spewing out talent like Well, we, I think we've when, never it's, seen when it's when it's
1: when it's at its best, which it isn't always, but when it's at its best, I don't think any other sketch show,
4: in the history of sketch shows, is even remotely in the same universe. Nobody ever, yeah. The the only one that I think gave it a run for a while was in Living Color. Yeah, for, for like and that two, was a long, years, long yeah. time ago.
1: But again, yeah. I don't think at its best when SNL is at
4: its at its best. Sprockets.
1: Was- I mean, I'm just you know, sprockets with Dieter. I mean,
4: I'm I'm just. No, Farley when
1: he was—I uh, mean, you know—you can't on. touch SNL.
4: You just can't. It's—it's a—it's a monster. Did you ever audition for them, Dan?
3: No, I'm—I'm I'm not in SNL. I don't do impressions. I got through two rounds. Oh, did you? Well, I—I I did a stand-up set, and then they had me do stand-up for Lorne, not one-on-one. I get the comic strip, and then I was done. But I never thought—I never saw myself on that show. Sometimes anyway, they will so hire somebody got that's, that far. Some, yeah.
1: Sometimes they will hire somebody that's not a straight-up impressionist. Um, I mean, Pete. Pete Davidson
0: is not really an impressionist per se.
4: No, he's young. He's,
0: he's yeah, he's, but, he, but he does have the ability to go into characters and do voices. He, he's comfortable with that,
4: right? Right. Which uh, I didn't realize till he got us an L. But well, Todd yeah. might well be good at he that He does too. A good, more Michaels. I gotta say, I, Pete opened up for me years ago. And he was really young and raw, and I, there was something about him. I was like, this kid is... I don't know what it is about this kid. There's something about this kid. Yeah. So I was... Uh, yeah, I,
3: when
1: I, I saw Pete, I was like, okay, another one. <laughs> so, so no, I... I, I, I you know... Um,
0: Here we go again. I, can, I can't predict
1: who's going to... But, you know, people, no one claims that he knows. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't claim that I know. <laughs> I
0: claim that this, there were certain people that were more obvious than others. Like well, that's Chappelle. for sure. There's people that you, you can put a, a percentage on it, but yeah. I can never pick... I can never pick them. John Stewart was. You no, know, I, thought, I thought I would. You know, at the time. No, I don't. Know. There's, there's people who bit. made it huge that I never saw coming. Anyway, um, all right, Jim. It, it, Thanks th- for having th- me. Thank you very, very much for. Thanks, man.
1: By the way, can, can, can we we got to give out the the um, Peril, yeah. what's our what's our uh, email again? Podcast at Podcast at comedy dot We want your feedback. For God's sakes. Why if you, would you need, want if you, that, man? Well, if you want more Jim Brewer, I don't know if he's available, <laughs> but let us know and we'll try to get him.
4: <laughs> Feedback. It's Look. hard to get well, me in the city, man. <laughs> I live in the woods. It's a good place to be. Todd
0: Barry doesn't need
4: us. You he Pete
0: you don't do that show anymore, right? No. no. Oh, I love no, that. No. Pete Corielli is one of my f- absolute favorites. He's funny I, dude. Man.
4: I love He's very funny. Very nice funny. Guy, too. He's Todd, up in the woods, too. He's up in yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. yeah.
0: No Todd, you've got your podcast.
3: I'm sure you'd like to mention that. The Todd Barry Podcast. That's all I can say about it.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: Good night, yeah, everybody. i give you enough information <laughs> to uh, look it up. Hey, thanks for having me. I Thank appreciate it. Thanks for Thank having you. me as Good well.
0: Night. Thank you, Tom.